the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. God is our provider and our healer. He is with us. He provides all of our needs, and by His stripes we have been set free. Bottom line, He is more than enough for us. We cannot put a price on what God has done, is doing, and will do for us for as long as we live. Yet we give so little to Him in return for His limitless and wondrous works toward us, particularly as it relates to tithing and offerings. And even in that, He never stops giving. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander enlightens us today. As we spouted upon the Word of God uh, way back off of New Bronzeville and Iowa at the YMCA in that little one little room back over there. And uh, we, we, we grew out of that. And the church was so little, I had to work. And I went, I, I went back into the teaching profession. profession. I think every preacher... Uh, needs to have a trade, a skill set, because you never know where the ministry will find you. Jesus was a carpenter. You, uh, he had disciples who were tax collectors and fishermen, and and you know they 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 worked, they worked, and they had side jobs because they had to feed themselves. And my wife uh, worked here many years, uh, worked outside of church many years before. Uh, she was hired on here even longer than, than I. And we had young children and taking them to school, and we took them to school, and we were at their games, and, and we made sure that the ministry did not rob them of their childhood. We were there for them, and uh, we sacrificed for them. And, and, uh, and we did this because we loved the church, and when the church got uh, strong enough financially at, at, as time grew, then I was released from working that outside job so I could spend more time because uh, the church was growing and became more demanding. And then some years later, my wife came on, but it just didn't happen. Sometimes people see where you are, but they don't know how you started. They don't know those humble beginnings. I mean, we had, I mean, we were so broke. I mean, we were, we were just, we, we didn't have anything. I didn't have insurance. I didn't. We had a garden in the backyard. Everything had to produce. We couldn't just have a good-looking tree. It had to be a plum tree. It had to be an apple tree, a pear tree. It, we had a garden there with greens and collard greens and tomatoes and uh, uh, cucumbers and all of those things. We had things had to bear fruit around our house, and so so it, it, those are very very lean 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 days. But I thank God for them. And, and you said, what? And we did it when we had nothing. We didn't have, we, we were so poor. We didn't even have, we couldn't even afford custodians. 
We have what you call a helping hands ministry where people will come out on Saturdays and they'll bring their Windex and their mops and all those things and they will mop the floor and do so. Anybody was here? I don't know if somebody was here doing that time. Yeah, a few people. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Stand up. You stand up so you can see who you are. So that's what's got the bill. So that's right. She would have, we have, they bring that. You be, you be They brought all this stuff and on Saturdays, speak and span for Sunday. We didn't have a, we didn't have a kitchen, all that. We, we were at set tables out in a parking lot and had outdoor fellowships. And so, and, and, and that's the way, we, and we were so happy. Vacation Bible school, we just had a few classes. Most of that stuff was outside. And we were so happy. And we enjoyed the little Lord. And we were poor and didn't even know it. But, but I like those days. Those are great days. And I need to talk about that. She said, even said she missed those days because we knew how it used to be. And now we have all this, all these facilities and 34 acres of land and land and almost 80,000 square feet of, of, of facility. And people come in with that. Why this? And I don't understand it. Why I'm out Oh, come on. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Uh, verse 10c says, and try me now. Look at that. Come, y'all hanging with me? And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. He says, try me. He says, try me. Oh, wow. Wow. Try me now. You know, God says, in other words, put me to the test. He was saying to, the, to you Israelites, you who doubt that I am a come through God, who reward my word when you obey, put me to the test and you will see that I'm a God who does not lie and will bless faithfulness and obedience. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and hath and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Verse 10 also says, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it in your life. That's powerful, y'all. Y'all claim that. This verse saying, if I, see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven. Wow. Open the windows of heaven just for you. Now you need to underline that for, for me, for you. It, notice that God did not say he would crack the window. God Almighty, I'm going to get happy. He says he would what? Now, that's, no, that's one thing to have a crack, but it's one thing to woof. Open the window. If God's going to pour out blessings, he can't, he's not going to pour out blessings through a little easy bit, just crack. You got to open that baby if you expect God uh, to do great things in your life. He said, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you our blessings. This is a reference to the pouring out of an abundance of miraculous divine provisions and blessings in such immeasurable portions to the point that your life cannot even contain the blessings that God pours into your life. Beloved, opening the floodgates of heaven and the showering of blessings is contingent upon the faithful obedience of God's people. 
The scripture also says in Luke 6.38, give and it, sh it will be given to you. Good measure, press down, press it down is so much, shake it together and, 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 and it's still your blessings are running over will be put in your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. My friend, how do you beat that? In other words, you can't beat God's giving. <laughs> you can't. How many of you believe that? You can't. Impossible. You can't not. You cannot be God's giving. What? I'm going to tell you, you're going to be so motivated to tie to you. said, wait a minute, Pastor, bring that basket by now. Uh, <laughs> what blessings come from tithing? What blessings come from tithing? Right, right, write these down. So, so some of y'all messing with your blessing and don't even know it. So let, 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 let me help you bring, let me help bring you back to your spiritual senses. What blessings come from tithing? Uh, number one, it reminds us that God is sovereign over our resources. He's sovereign over our resources. When you acknowledge him, you acknowledge his sorrow, his sovereignty, his lordship. He has the right to do whatever he wants with what's his because he's God. Number two, God gives us wisdom in money management when you tithe. You know, you can make money and at the end of the month, you have anything to show for it because you don't acknowledge God. So God gives us wisdom in money management. Uh, you see, uh, what blessings come from tithing? Thirdly, God's money lasts longer. Will you? Like, some of y'all need that. Some, some, some of y'all write it out. But when you acknowledge God, when you give to God, and you and you 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 acknowledge it and you release it, uh, his his money lasts longer. Even as Christians, and with every intent to live our life according to God's word, many of us struggle with obeying God's commands regarding the finances he blesses us with. As Pastor Rander continues this message, as led by the Holy Spirit, he provides food for our souls as to why some of us struggle with tithing, as well as the ultimate consequences. God wants us to prosper, not suffer. However, in order to prosper, we must obey God's word, even in this. Uh, number four, God keeps his promise of provision. You never lack. Now, he's not going to give you all you want, but he will meet your needs. Okay, in his time, he makes things beautiful. He, he keeps his promises of provision. And number five, God keeps his promise of protection. I mean, I mean, how many of you have been in car wrecks and, 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 and God spared your life? How many of you been? How many of you been sick and God healed you? How many of you had surgeries? How many of you? How many of you gone through different things that could have just wiped you out, near misses in life, and, and uh, or you lost that job and and you gain weight still, you know? I mean, <laughs> provisions, protection. God, God, God keeps His promise of provision. God keeps His promise of protection. Uh, what blessings? What blessings come from tithing? It allows the church to do more ministry to the glory of God. The more you give, the more we can do with the funds that are released from His people to the work of ministry. It allows the church to do more ministry to the glory of Christ. Number seven, it increases our faith. It, it's, when you tithe, it increases your faith. It takes faith to tithe. It takes faith to give to the, uh, the mortgage reduction initiative over the tithe. 
Oh, yes. You know, you choke. When anytime somebody choke have reservations, it's because of a lack of faith. Uh, number eight, it matures us spiritually. It's a sign that you're growing spiritually when you can release that which which is which belongs to him. That's why we only have we only have unless we every about four times a year, perhaps around four times, just estimating, or we'll have a special offering for a special need or something like that. Maybe four times a year. But other than that, we just have one offering. We don't pass the basket of the plate three and four times. You know, you can go to some churches, and I mean, you look around, here's another plate. Here, here come the basket once. Here come it twice. Here come. And listen, I, I'm not doing all that. He said, why don't you do all that? But you can get that dollar, you have four offerings, and you take a, a quarter, put a quarter in this one, a quarter in this one, a quarter in this one, a quarter. That equals a dollar. And you expect everything to operate on that one dollar, you know. So, so you can't you can't trick folk. Well, the more offerings we have, the more they will give. No, they won't. And some churches they they march around and they parade around and they tiptoe around and it takes fifteen minutes to get the folk around and they come to a little table and they all come. Listen, I you're not marching anywhere in here. You can stand up or sit down, and you can give. If your heart's converted, you don't have to prance around and be seen. Amen. Amen. The Bible's only the left hand know what you're right doing. You don't have to be seen. You, you'll give it. There's no, there's no, you know, years ago, <laughs> I'm going way back now. Oh, God, you just give me good memory today. Years ago, they used to put what everybody give on the program. They used to have, you get the, some of y'all laughing because you know what I'm talking about. Oh, Sister Joan, she knows, I know where she worked. Now, she knows she, 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 two dollars, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and all, and everybody, whatever was given, uh, it, it was listed. It was, and how much they gave. Y- y'all think I'm lying? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. Raise, raise my hand. Y'all look around. I, I am not joking. Listen, what? What you give God is nobody else's business but you and God. It's you and God. It's a quiet, spiritual thing between you and God. Stop looking at signs. I'm trying to look cross-eyed, trying to see somebody else's envelope. And put something in your own. (laughs) Oh, God, help me with this message. <laughs> oh my! So so uh, so it matures us. Uh, it matures us spiritually. Uh, tithing it cultivates a spirit of generosity. It causes you to become more generous in your spirit. You do, the more you do it, the more generous you become. And it it it, it start uh, cutting off that spit that stingy spirit. Giving is the best antidote to, st- to, 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 to stealing and being stingy. Uh, then number 10, joy comes as a result of tithing. You know when you give, that's, that's a joy in giving. Anytime I prepare to give God, I was preparing last night, uh, my envelope and all these things, I just took everything I had and I just lifted it up to God and I pray, Lord, I thank you that I'm able to bring this to your house on the Lord's day and worship. I just lift it all up before God. Everything, my, my wallet, my, the, the, the title, everything. I just lift it all up before him. And I pray praise of thanksgiving because I realize that I don't have to have these things. I realize that it's the goodness of God. 
And I don't have to wait till I get to church to worship. I can worship God in my own bedroom as I give to the glory of Almighty God. Won't you say amen? Look at verse 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. In verse 11, God pronounces blessings upon those who are faithful in keeping the biblical principle of tithing. However, be warned. Now listen to this. Be warned. Tithing does not exempt you from divine chastening if you are rebellious and violate the word of God in other areas of your life. Some of you think just because you tithe, you can keep sinning and sleeping around and doing things, and God's not going to chase you because you tithe. God will whoop you caught with the tithe. He'll whoop you with the tithe. Listen, there's other areas of your life you're sinning. God will still whoop you in spite of your tithing. He wants your, God, the whole of your life is to be holy as you present that first portion to the Lord. The phrase, look, look what it says. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Look at that. Underline that. Say your sakes. You know, for your sake. Was it, this was important to Israel because she was an agrarian society. These were farmers and took care of uh, animals and all these things and crops. The, the Lord said that he would keep locusts and other insects, drought, famine, and plagues from destroying the crop from the ground, uh, which would result in bringing forth an overflowing harvest. In other words, he said, I'll keep the insects from eating up your blessing. God's blessings are not restricted to financial increase. Sometimes you say, well, if I give God this, this amount, he's going to give me more money financially. Listen, he may not do that. Sometimes God give you something that's worth more than money. God may choose to give you good health. How many want good health? Uh, bless your quality of life, your strength. He may give you a courage, uh, wisdom, keep your mind sound, give you a breakthrough in relationship, or rebuke the devourer for your sakes by not, by not allowing your life to be consumed by Satan. Uh, uh, with trouble. He'll keep your life from being consumed by betrayal, being consumed by your enemies or past failures. God will fix all of that when you treat him right. In other words, God will prosper you when all odds are against you. Beloved, do you not know if God were to reveal to us all the things that could have devoured us that the the protective hand of God held back, we would be overwhelmed and paralyzed by shock if God uh, would unveil to us all the things that could have happened that he didn't permit to happen. God's divine protection and covering comes upon those who are obedient and faithful to him. Verse 12, then all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. If Israel would heed God's warning through the prophet Malachi, she would be an object lesson of God's divine grace and blessings to the surrounding nations, so that when they saw the prosperity of Israel because of her obedience to God, they would call her blessed. And even today, when the blessings of God are showered upon his children because of our obedience to him, those who take notice of you because of your obedience, they will even call you blessed and highly favored. And if they can't, 
It's because they're jealous. And let me say, when God's blessing you, don't be ashamed of God's blessings. Don't you have to hold your head down and scared. Sometimes people are scared to say what God has given them because people can't rejoice in another person's blessing. Isn't that, that's a sad day. I mean, I mean, somebody's people, are, they have reservations about sharing what God is doing for them because they're scared that you won't take it right. I'm talking about others won't take it right. And sometimes God, sometimes people won't even testify as to the goodness of God because of the spirit of jealousy. Jealousy. I don't get, I go and bless houses that are way nicer than mine. I, I, I mean, I prayed, I prayed over cars that's way better than mine. I don't get jealous. I said, give me a ride. Let's ride the sea world. Let's go somewhere. Let's ride. I'm not jealous. I'm happy for you. That, that's, that's your house note. <laughs> you ain't not going to throw that in. That's your house note. That's your car note. My, my car is paid for. It rides better. <laughs> I love a good ride. I hate car notes. Ooh. Yeah. You know how fast that mother come? Somebody know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so I, I don't know. I'm not jealous. The spirit of jealousy has no place in the Lord's church. Man, you ought to rejoice with those who rejoice. Don't get where he get that from. He must have won a lottery in Vegas. And all that kind of stuff. Stop thinking like that. Small-minded thinking. Now, let me transition. Let me give you some practical insights. It's Christmas time. I'm trying to save you some money. Some of you already messed up. Black Friday have already passed. Already passed. <laughs> well, I'm trying to help you from being broker. Okay? <laughs> what should be our kingdom perspective when giving to the Lord? What should be our kingdom perspective when giving to the Lord? Number one, it is impossible to give God his portion first until you have first given yourself to the Lord. You can't give God that which belongs to him until you give yourself to the Lord. If you don't, you haven't given yourself to the Lord, then you're not going to give that which he has blessed you with to him. When, when we tithe, we put God first. Second uh, Corinthians 8, 5 says, and not only as we had hope, but they first gave themselves to the Lord. See, and then to us by the will of God. You, unless you give yourself to the Lord, you will not give the funds he placed in your possession to the Lord. Uh, number two, when we give the Lord his portion first, we are acknowledging that everything in our possession belongs to God and he is our only source of provision. That's big. When you give God his portion first, you are acknowledging that everything in your possession belongs to God and he and that he is our only source of provision. In Exodus 34, 26, a says the first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring to the house of the Lord your God. Exodus 19, 5 also says now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all. All people, look, underline this, for all the earth is mine. It's all his. The cat's his, the dog his, the big screen TV is his, the washing powder is his. Uh-huh. 
the soapy, the shower gel, everything is his. When you acknowledge it, when you give you when you give him the first portion, you say, Lord, you want it all, and without you, I would have nothing. Number three, when we trust God by faith and tithe, we discover that God will do more with the 90% than the 100% that many Christians keep for themselves. That's big. When we trust God by faith and tithe, we will discover that God will do more with the 90% than the 100% that that Christians keep for themselves. Ask Ask yourself a question. Would you be worse off or better off if you were generous to God? Would you be worse off or better off if you were generous to God? Malachi 3.10b says, if I will not open for you windows of heaven, the windows of heaven, and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. Number four, tithing is not where you stop, it's where you begin. It's not where you stop, it's where you begin. A mature Christian will not restrict God to 10% any more than he want his own salary limited to the same amount for the next 20 years. In the New Testament, grace giving goes beyond 10% because of our love and gratitude to Christ. It goes even beyond, not less. First Corinthians 16, 2 says, on the first day of the week, which is a day, the, uh, let each one, each one, each person, every child, if they got a, even an allowance, there's a tithe off of the allowance. Give your children an allowance and tell them to give tithe off of that. Train them up. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper. Uh, the more he prosper you, you can give over and above that there be no collection when I come. Number five, no one is exempt from giving to God. Now, that, some people have exempt themselves, exempted themselves. How, you, how do you do that? How do you exempt yourself? Uh, you got to tell me that. This is, uh, no one is exempt from giving to God. You say, how I know that. I give you a scripture. Oh, please don't give it to me. Yes, I will. The widow in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. Jot it down if you can't get there and, re- and read it fast enough. Mark 12, 41 through 44. The word of God is clear. We must trust God with our finances because everything we have and claim as ours belongs to him. He commands us to tithe only 10%. And even though he owns it all, he blesses us to keep 90%. Give God's way and watch what happens, not only in the universal church, but also in our individual lives. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.